Hello and welcome back to Movie Nosh with Mike and Josh, episode 5, where each episode we sink our teeth into a different movie feast. Yeah, you cocked that up. In what way? You said each episode, I think normally yeah, no, each because, week. Well, we don't always do one every week, do we? As oh. we've just found out, yeah, yeah. you went on holiday. Each episode now works, yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a message to start this episode off. Oh, okay. And it goes to the people who came in halfway through hmm. the film, It, that we watched today. And then proceeded to talk the entire way through. Yeah, yeah. If you if you are one of those people who talks in the cinema, then there's a special place in hell mm. for you and all of your friends and family. I feel like I need to do this from a distance to really get the impact. <laughs> you! <laughs> I, think, oh. I think half of Brixton Road uh, just turned around. Looked up. Oh, felt good, though. Yeah, they were, they were, yeah, don't do that. No. Anyway, roll the theme tune. So, uh, this week we're going to be reviewing uh, several films. First of all, we're going to re- uh, I reviewed Despicable Me 3. I'm looking forward to this review. Yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about this film. Well, what was it that you reviewed again? Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds, Sammy Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do a slightly longer one for It, which we both watched today as well, which has been generating, I can't say it, generating... Quite a lot of buzz. Yeah, lots of people are looking forward to it. People yeah. like to be scared, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's like a little adrenaline rush. Uh, Which is why I like to run towards traffic. <laughs> and dodge. Get out of the way just at the last minute. It's exhilarating. Um, well, let's start with a new section. Movie news. Josh's movie news. Josh's movie news. I feel like I need a theme tune. Yeah, get a new... Movie news. Movie news. <laughs> it's like the news, but it's... Movie base. Something better than that. We'll we'll make one up. Anyway, so this week's news, which I'm sure you're down to hear. Mm, First of all, it, as we've just seen, has completely smashed records. On its first day in the box office, it did fifty one million dollars in the box office on Friday, which is crazy. In the States. Um I don't know. Must be. You reckon? Yeah. Is that how they record it? I don't know, Maybe I don't know if you can get all that data from worldwide so quickly, but this is the age of the internet, isn't it? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, it did the largest Friday opening ever for a September release. But it had more people come to their sort of Thursday midnight showing than any movie ever, including Deadpool. Any movie ever for a Friday. It's weird, right, that, okay. isn't it? It's like, the Friday in September, so it's a record. It's like, like, yeah, they're yeah. kind of moving the goalposts to, to ensure they've broken a record. Um, so hang on a second. When was Star Wars, was Star Wars released on a... I don't know. On a Wednesday or something? Yeah, I think it's a Friday in September. Oh, okay. I should get oh, my facts okay. right. Really, right okay. Yeah, either way, it's doing really well. <laughs> That's the yeah. main main point of it. Which is um, which is quite uh, a surprise for a, um, a horror and a 15 Yeah, as well. Well, that is the thing. I think, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on, but I think it's nostalgia factor as yeah, well. Yeah, everyone loves it. Yeah, because it's not even like there's not many horror films out there at the minute. There's quite a few that yeah. seem to be popping up, but um, this seemed to scare so many people as kids. Yeah, people have come around books. again. People uh, read the books or seen this TV series. I haven't, uh, or even the original film. Mm. Yeah, so I reckon a bit of nostalgia, very powerful thing. Um, Despicable Me Three, however has done incredibly well at the worldwide box office. Guess how much money it's made already? A hundred million dollars. No. Oh. One billion dollars. 
You sound like Doctor Evil. One billion <laughs> dollars. I can't do the accent, but um, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's crazy, and that just out? goes to show how great kids' films are at making money. Yeah, you yeah. can see why they make so bloody many of them. Because it's like well, you know, if, if we go to the cinema, you normally take one person, don't you? But if you take kids to the cinema, yeah. sometimes you take taking three or four, and you just pay three or four people plus the adults. Yeah, it's it's an absolute money maker. They're not the toys and stuff as well. It's, it's why I think Disney is so focused on making Star Wars so family friendly as well. Uh, but no, it's absolutely smashed. One billion dollars at the box office worldwide. Despicable Me 3. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder, do you know what the uh, budget for the movie was? No idea. Nowhere near as much as a billion. I can guarantee, yeah, they have made a lot of money. <laughs> uh, I should invest in stocks. Um, also, The Purge, you know the film The Purge? Oh yeah, I quite liked that. Being made into a TV show. What, like a, with real people? Yeah, yeah, not like, what do you mean, like an animation? Oh, so it's not like a, no, 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 I thought you meant like uh, like a Big Brother kind of thing, where they just follow no, the No, no, <laughs> not like a live action purge. It's going to purge Coventry or something. <laughs> no, um, like, yeah, no, they're just making it into a TV show set somewhere between the first purge and the, the most recent one. What I've never seen any of the films, though. Anarchy or something like that. Anarchy? Don't know. It's not a, not a series I'm invested in. If no, I watched the first one, thought it was all right. Yeah, well, someone right. told me what the end was to the first one, and I was like... Yeah, that's spoiled, isn't it? Yeah. So, what happens at the end? Do you remember? I'm not going to spoil it for all oh, the amazing funny. listeners that we've got. All, all three of them will be really pissed off at us. Um, lose all three of them. <laughs> last, last bit of movie news is that Star Wars Episode Nine was set to be directed by Colin Trevorrow. I found out how to say his last name. Who did Jurassic World recently? Uh, Apparently, he has left because of differences in visions. Good. However, rumours are hmm. that he's a difficult bastard. Well, I mean, even his surname's difficult to say. I can imagine <laughs> what uh, the rest of him's like. Um, I didn't like the dress, what he did to Jurassic Park, so good uh, I mean, it wasn't... Don't. I don't know if anybody could have made it amazing. It was, like, just such a... The script wasn't great. Uh, if he did... To, if he does... To, well, I can't anymore, but if he had had... If he had done what he did to... If he, if he had done what he was going to do to Star Wars... That still doesn't make sense. I'll uh, say it for you. If he did to Star Wars what he did to Jurassic Park, yes. you would be pissed off. Yeah, yeah, Are you be, okay? Yeah, I'm a bit hungover. <laughs> very, very vulnerable. Go lie down. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but apparently, yeah, he's just really difficult to work with and he's got a super ego. And um, they, but the reason he didn't get fired on Jurassic World is because he was handpicked by Steven Spielberg. But then when he came onto the Star Wars project, there's a lady who's in charge of it all and yeah. she doesn't say no shit so he got She's his ass booted these are all rumours and conjectures so it's not factual who is replacing him? Um, I don't think they've got one at the moment well I better update my CV yeah there you go <laughs> uh, so that is this week's movie news with Josh Josh's movie news. movie news movie news it's like the news but it's movie news that's a shit you should, you should be a lyricist Okay, so uh, tell me more about Despicable Me 3. So, let me get my page up. There we go. <laughs> um, so, I'll do a quick synopsis. Have you seen any of the, the other Despicable Me? I've seen the first one and loved it. Yeah. I saw the second one briefly and thought there were too many minions in it. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think they dumbed it down, the second one. I thought it was a bit too... Maybe they were too interested in... Um, Selling merchandise, so they got all the minions involved. Mm. Kids love the minions. Yeah. Because kids like to think they can speak better than other people. So, <laughs> um, they they want to be able to speak minionese, which is the official language of minions. Just get fucked. 
<laughs> Apparently Minionese is based upon like a bit of French and a little bit of Spanish and a bit of Italian, kind of all these oh, European yeah. languages mixed together. Which is why some signs kind of make sense what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so in, in this one, um, Gru is now married to his wife, whose name I've forgotten, which is terrible because I'm just terrible at remembering people's names. All the kids are still there. Uh, the minions are there. Have the um, kids grown? No, still exactly still the, same. the same size and age, apparently. And even though it feels like six years have gone by. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bad guy in it is called um, Balthazar Brett, played by Trey Parker. No way. That's who so cool. is absolutely brilliant, I must oh, add. I love him. Oh, um, he, he's trying to steal this diamond. Basically, this character's a, a child actor who got cancelled and he's never really got over it. So now he's kind of a super villain and he wants to like destroy Hollywood to get back at him. So he's Corey Feldman. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, but at the same time, Gru turns out that he's got a twin brother called Drew, <laughs> who is Gru, but with hair. So he slightly hates him for it because he's got a bald <laughs> complex. Um, is he a good guy, bad guy? Um, they're, they're both kind of that good guy, bad guy mix because uh, you know he was a villain in yes, the first one. Yeah. But he's basically, it's still Steve Carell playing him, but... With a slightly higher pitched voice, basically. He's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, that was a tell- terrible impression. But, yeah, so it was it was funny. It was a very funny film. It wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't amazing. I wasn't, like, blown away. But kids would love it. Yeah. I know my girlfriend did. She was sat there giggling the entire way for a <laughs> child. Um, I hate people who talk through movies. But also, <laughs> also um, you can tell there's stuff in there that's mixed for adults. So, like I was saying, the bad guy, Balthazar Brat, his child actor TV show was called um, um, Bad Brat, where he played a bad kid, a bit like Dennis the Menace kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and But that was in the 80s. So now he's got this real 80s theme to him. So he's got like a, a mullet <laughs> with a bald patch at the back, which I love. Um, and any time he's, he's got this real 80s theme to him. So he has like um, dance battles where they actually fight, but he's doing all these moves. He has... Um, heist music including like Michael Jackson in fact I wrote down all the songs that came on and kids just won't appreciate it because no. it was just go straight over the head but don't appreciate um, shit physical came on these things let's physical, get physical physical thank you from Greece what's her name uh, Jane Fonda no Greece oh Greece um, Australian actress yes what is her name Olivia Newton-John that's the one thanks very much uh, 99 Love Balloons came on 99 mm-hmm. Smooth Criminal was the song at the start 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall was sung by the Minions, obviously. Oh, fuck it. I can imagine how annoying that was. It was actually kind of funny. Oh, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and you know how you're saying like the second one was kind of bad because it felt like there was two Minions? Yes. They really reduced the amount of Minion that was in this film and kind of concentrate more on the characters, which was yeah, good. a lot better. Yeah. yeah in fact, the, the, in the story, the Minions leave because they're annoyed that Gru's not a villain anymore and they're kind of annoyed like, <laughs> apart from two of them who stay with him because they weren't in the room while the meeting was going on <laughs> so he's like yeah you've been promoted and I'm like oh cool <laughs> brilliant um, but no the minions are still really funny um, there isn't too much of him so they just stay annoying mm. the, the, the characters are still there little Agnes is still obsessed with unicorns unicorns um, it's so fluffy I could die yeah she meets this so she walks into this bar in Fredonia where Gru's brother Drew's living and um, there's a unicorn horn she's like oh my god it's a real unicorn horn <laughs> and then um, and her sister's like it's not real and then the barman who has one eye he's like no they are real it took my eye yeah she's like oh my god yeah I found this in the woods in fact I saw one once she's like what she's like yeah and it was so fluffy I 
thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, the line from the first uh, one, but it's this really fat barman with one eye and like a <laughs> stubble. It's so, a good, good bit of uh, incongruity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's like a few other side stories about like the mum, the new mum. Obviously, she's married into the family now. She wants to be the mum figure, but she's struggling with that a little bit. Always tricky. Not massively. It's quite nice for kids. I suppose kids watch that they think, and they're going through the same struggles. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, but no, it's really... And so basically, this, this review is aimed at parents who are thinking, I need to take my kids to the cinema to keep them quiet. Mm. But I don't want to be bored senseless by something like the Emoji film. <sighs> so it's one of that... I'd call them like a kid-up film where... Adults have something that they can enjoy, but it's definitely aimed at yeah. kids. It's a bit like Shrek. Like God, I, that film is funny. I maintain definitely... Shrek is not a child's film. It's 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 aimed at adults. It's just family. It's just brilliant. It's just a, yeah, great mm. film. Yeah. So uh, no, I, I um so the rating I'm going to give it. Yep. Pop it on rating. I'll give a uh, a solid seven out of ten because it was entertaining, and even though it wasn't anything new, it still kind of felt fresh enough. And yeah. um, like three adults watched it, and we thought it was okay. Yeah, so, who did you go with? Uh, it was me, Ryan, and Laura sat watching it on the sofa. And Perfect. Laura just going, <laughs> every five seconds, she's gonna hate listening to this now. Oh. But it was no, it was it was good fun. I enjoyed it. Great, I'm, I'm gonna check that out. morning actually yeah uh, in my hungover state <laughs> i was pretty much naked and in a dressing gown watching this which um, uh, hitman's bodyguard yeah uh, it's directed by patrick hughes who has done nothing of note really? uh, he did expendables three did you watch that I, I think you can still say that he's done nothing of yeah note. he's done nothing okay. of note. i think i did watch expendables three you know, I, I keep thinking there was only two, so I, I think I've seen them all and thought, yeah. it's fucking shit. I mean, you've it. seen one. You've, you've, probably you've seen, seen them all, yeah. Uh, so, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. team up. Uh, they had great chemistry, actually. I quite like them, too. Uh, really? I mean, take this review with a pinch of salt, because I was incredibly vulnerable this morning. <laughs> I'd woken up by the Sainsbury's delivery, oh. um, and I just about managed to get pants on before opening the door. Um, just a horrible way to wake up. It's you know, hard for you when you're sober. Yeah, well, when you when you, you know when you had a few to drink and then you wake up and you just don't know what where, how the hell you got home and all that. It was yeah. one of those. My voice actually feels like it's a lot deeper today. Um, I kind of like that. Mm. Sometimes I feel like my voice is too high, so I just want to get drunk get so drunk. I can sound like a man. Uh, Gary Oldman is the bad guy in this. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen him in any of the trailers, so. It's kind of interesting. I haven't seen it? a single trailer for this this film. I haven't seen, I did. I've not even exposed to anything. I think it it's just been felt very like badly marketed. Um, Sally, Samuel L. Jackson saying "motherfucker" loads. That's exactly. Uh, in fact, I think I, I mentioned that he just says it's it, just ridiculous amounts. And even Ryan Reynolds sort of says it in a jokey way back at him mm. uh, to sort of highlight, as if we didn't know already that Sally Jackson uh, says "motherfucker" a lot. <laughs> um, but he says it so beautifully. Uh, and what his then, relationship is like with his mother. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm thinking point. into that way too much. Is you know how old he is? I think he's hitting. He's like close to seventy. Yeah, he's definitely in his sixties. It's unbelievable, mm. and he's pretty badass in this film. Actually, he yeah. gets thrown about a lot. So and he's, he's still like yeah, quite he's... mobile for a geriatric. Yeah, yeah, it's quite quite good. Uh, quite is good he, uh, a Jerry hat trick. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's it? bad. Okay. Uh, so he um, Samuel Jackson is a hitman in prison, and Ryan Reynolds is a world class. Um, Bodyguard, okay, uh, and has never lost a um, an a, a, a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the f- film starts, um, he does lose a client, 
Um, and then his life spirals out of control. Uh, two years later, he spirals. gets... Spirals. Spirals. Uh, two years later, he gets a call because, for some reason... <laughs> this is where the storyline... I mean, it's trash, the storyline. Okay. But for some reason, Samuel Jackson has got to testify in the International Court of Justice in The Hague, in wow. the Netherlands, uh, against uh, Gary Oldman's character, who's a Belarusian, called uh, Vladislav Dukovic. Dukovic? Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, he needs to get from... I think he's in prison in Manchester. Really? Yeah. Uh, and this team... Uh, Did they say which prison? No. Well, I probably did, but I wasn't paying attention. Well, no. do, you, do, you know, do you know them all? Um, no, but I do know one. I just can't remember the name of it because it's like right near the Manchester Arena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and, um, and so a team are tasked with getting Samuel Jackson. They've got 27 hours to get him to The Hague because the International Court of Justice will only let him just, uh, testify if he gets there before 5pm the next day. Just bizarre parameters that they've set. You know set. what? I'm so glad we've got Brexit now. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, and so a team uh, tried to tried to move him out and they get ambushed and then all of a sudden uh, Samuel Jackson's on the run um, with a and with one of the uh, Interpol agents um, Amelia Roussel I think her name was. Uh, Is it? The chick the, from the Electra? Name. Yes. Uh, from Daredevil? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was wondering where I'd recognised her. Have you seen from, Daredevil? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. No, she was really good in it. Uh, she's alright in this. Um, so her and her and Sammy bump into Ryan Reynolds, and because she's obviously got a romance with Ryan Reynolds, is um, this a historic romance? Yes, yeah. It all, it all fell apart when uh, when he lost his first client. Yeah. Um, and then hilarity and jokes uh, uh, happen. Um, <laughs> hilarity what? And japes. 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 You know, I've heard that before. Yeah, japes. You know, go out for some japes. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what a jape is. Japes are what jape, you know, like festivities, fun, frolics. Japes. <sighs> How old are you? <laughs> Maybe I've made that word up. No, Maybe. I'm fairly sure it's a word. I'll Google it later. Okay. Uh, so good things about the film. Great setting. It's quite nice to see a film set in Manchester. I think it's a bit in Coventry as well. And yeah. you know, London makes an appearance. Not the first time Sam, Samuel L. Jackson has filmed yeah, in Manchester. In the north, yeah. As he, he has filmed for the first Captain America film. Ah. Yeah. I, I remember when I was working in Manchester City Centre and someone. Saw him on the way into work. No way. I think he's lying now, to be honest. Do you remember 51st State? That was in Liverpool. That was up north. It's up north. Chuck North. Yeah. He's Scotland. Yeah. Uh, then they do, there's a bit in this film in Amsterdam and then obviously The Hague. It was quite like, refreshing to see a film that was set, you know. Around, like, I've been there. Around Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Oh Even parts in Manchester. I was like, oh yeah. yeah there's the M6. <laughs> really? Um, uh, so that was quite good. Good car chases in this. I mean, the film storyline is trash. Yeah. This was perfect in my uh, vulnerable state this morning. Because you I was don't watching wanna... it and I was giggling. Yeah, you don't want to overthink in that no, state. There was no danger of any overthinking. Um, you just want something to make you feel good and warm inside. And it was genuinely funny. I laughed out loud at one point. Um, yeah. And I'm not... Just once. Well, quite a few <laughs> times. But I, I laughed for a prolonged period. It was not just a nose blast. You know, the <laughs> kind of laughs. I genuinely laughed. Um, and I'm not Ryan Reynolds' biggest fan. I do follow him on Instagram, though. But I'm not his... Uh, he is funny... But he's, it's just his comedy, basically. Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds in this. He's not as um, hardcore as he is in Deadpool, but he's still got that whole, you know, one-liner retorts and mumbling to himself funny, funny things. Mm. Um, which he can, he just never, he can never escape that. 
I think ever since Van Wilder he's been doing stuff like that. It's like, he's not even typecast, that's just who he is as a person. Yeah, I think he's just a terrible actor. He's just. What's he been in that's like serious though? Um, I dread to think. You know what he was good in? Um, there's a film where he plays like a, basically a person with mental health issues and he keeps accidentally killing these girls that he gets infatuated with and storing them in his fridge but then the, the heads keep talking to him because he's just this out of his sound mind. Mental. What was it called? It was called The Voices. Yeah. It's, Ryan Reynolds. Sounds insane. It's really good because like, like I said, he's, he's... Is it actually good? It was okay, yeah. It wasn't awful, but you know, it's him in a bit more of a serious thing and he's, his cat and his dog talk to him and his dog's a good guy and his cat's a right arsehole. Well, this is how I imagine pets to be anyway. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'll check it out. Yeah, but he was also getting buried, remember? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so he's done, some, he's done some stuff where he's not been Ryan Reynolds, but... Apparently he was so believable in Buried at one point, the, car, the uh, crew got really worried and like, like stopped filming and tried to rescue him. All right. Because they genuinely thought he was panicking. I mean, how stupid must you be? <laughs> it's a film about him, I mean... Did he not have a safe stuff? word? Probably said it. Pogo stick! You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, oh yeah, good tone to the film. There's a Wilhelm scream. A Wilhelm scream. Was it? Hey, Wilhelm scream. You know what Wilhelm scream is? No. They do him all the time in in Star Wars and in, in I'm sure they do him in Indiana Jones and films like that. Do you mean the pre-recorded screams? Yeah. And it, they always use the same one. Yeah, yeah. It's called, ah! yeah. it's called a Wilhelm scream. Why is it called a Wilhelm scream? Maybe the first person who did it was called Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Yeah, he's just so shocked. My name is Wilhelm and I like to scream. I think somebody gave him a Christmas present and he was so clear. Oh, it was. oh I really liked it. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's what I've always wanted. Uh, uh, <laughs> Storyline story was so bad in this. I just didn't... I mean, it was there was no point in, in focusing on that, but I enjoyed it. It was a good use of Motherfucker. Samuel Jackson wrote a song for this film. Um, what, did he sing it or play he it? He it and he sings it in the credits as well. Really? Yeah, it's not bad. Apparently it's like a... He just edited a gospel song called... I think it's called Nobody Gets Out Alive or something like that. But um, he... Uh, Is he a good singer? He's a great singer, actually. I quite liked it. Funny it's, thing. It, obviously there's swearing in this song as well. <laughs> does he say motherfucker? Yeah, I think he does, yeah. Okay. Says, I think he says we're all fucked. Him, in the credits for Despicable Me 3, Trey Parker also sings a song with Pharrell Williams. That is magical. It's like a new theme that's happening in movies. I love Trey. I think Trey and I would be friends. Yeah. What's the puppet I'm writing? Uh, I'm going to give it six and a half. Six and a half? I yeah. thought it was fun to watch. I don't take it too seriously. Um, like you should in any Ryan Reynolds film. No. Apart from one about talking cats and dogs. The voices. The voices. And um, yeah, 6.5. Not much to say about it other than... Check it out. It's it's worth a watch. Worth a watch. Yes, that's that's what I say. On a Sunday. Worth a watch on a Sunday, naked in dressing room. Cool. What did we watch today? We watched uh, we watched it. Which is it. really hard to hashtag because just hashtagging the word it just connects to loads of stuff. But never mind. Yeah. 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 Thanks, um, Stephen King. So, uh, a little story synopsis, basically uh, the town of Derry, real town in America, which Stephen King actually, it's, so Stephen King wrote the, the, the book that the film's oh, based yeah. on, and he bases a lot of his stories in Derry because he lived in Derry. So, not as much imagination as you'd expect from Stephen King, but the, the town, of, <laughs> town of Derry has some problems where a lot of people are going missing. Um, apparently it's like six times the national average of people going missing in Derry. That is an alarming rate. I it mean. is, yeah. And and kids are even worse, but they didn't give a figure. I hate that. I love knowing stats. Um, is this true? 
No, no, just in the film. Oh, God, you're saying it. So believe, <laughs> believed you. I thought you did some research. I should be an actor. Yeah. You're better than Ryan Reynolds. Um, uh, Yeah, and and the reason they're all going missing is because of this crazy killer psycho... Creature? Demon? Clown? Called Pennywise the Dancing Clown? Well, that's that's one of his forms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is the creature. Pennywise is is the clown that he takes form. It's like the form that he likes to be. Yeah, because I think one of the kids is scared of clowns. So, but they, the, he just morphs into whatever you're afraid of. Yeah, and he's most like people the, are scared of clowns. The embodiment of fear. What would it morph into for you? Um, your old patch. <laughs> my, me too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> got the same fear. Just the back of my head coming towards me really quickly. <laughs> Yo, what about terror? <laughs> <laughs> Every time you look in the mirror, you just see the back of your head instead of the front. Yeah. I mean, that'd be scary anyway. But <laughs> oh god, that would be terrible. That would be absolutely terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, and and then in the whole sort of Stranger Things style, very strange action. Um, there's a group of kids who are uh, known as the, the the Losers Club. Yeah, the Losers Club. Um, who go and try and solve this problem because one of them loses his brother fairly early in the film. Yeah, and you know you got you got to have a have a drive to the story somehow. Mm. It'd be mm. pretty boring if they just sort of you know hung about. Yeah, um, the the thing about this film is obviously, like I said, it's a Stephen King book. Yeah, um, and a lot of messed up stuff happens in Stephen King books, and they're always kind of yeah. gender bending slightly. Um, this one is pretty much straight horror though, but. It's already been made into a, a movie and a TV miniseries back in like 90s. 1990 was the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's funny trivia point here is that in the movie they say that this monster comes back every 27 years to just kill as many people as possible. Oh. 1990, oh. 2017. Yeah, that's good. 27 years later, yeah, and Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise the Clown, 27. Stephen King loves his numbers as well. It's a big theme in a lot of his books. He just gets obsessed with the number 19, for example, in The Dark Tower. Oh, right. He likes his numbers. Yeah. Don't know why. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> I like maths. <laughs> that would probably be my, uh, my yeah. fear. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the basic plot summary. What do you want to talk about first? Um, kids. Didn't even notice that the they were kids actors really I mean I knew I noticed that they were children yeah but uh, it wasn't like for fuck's sake these kids are terrible I mean just recently children have just become amazing actors I said it before in in another podcast what was the film we watched I've forgotten Uh, it was oh Logan's yeah yeah not Logan's Lucky keep doing that Lucky Logan Lucky there we go and it was the the girl actress Uh, they were all phenomenal in this Uh, Mm. I mean which is to be expected after watching uh, what's his name Finn Wolfhard Wolfhard, yeah, yeah, Finn Wolfhard yeah. from Stranger Things from also starred. Um, I thought they were great. I thought he was actually probably the most annoying of the lot. He was quite jarring. He was supposed to be annoying. Yeah, but I don't feel like it, he was. He had so during the all throughout oh, the film yeah. he. So all throughout the film, uh, Finn Wolfhard's character Richie, <laughs> um, it's just kept just, doing. He kept doing all these jibes and like kept innuendos and, and mum jokes. Yeah, it said something about. The reason why I've not seen anything is it because everyone else is a virgin, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, he's just, just basically a bit of a dick. Yeah, he's Cartman. <laughs> yeah, but I just problem. don't feel that the other kids would hang out with him if he was like that all the time. There's always that one in the group now. And if you don't recognise that one in the group, it's it. because you're the one yeah. in the group. Yeah. Um, so I thought his was the worst character, really. Well, he might be the worst character, but to be honest, it's well played. Because if you found him annoying, that's what he's supposed to be. 
well put. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know how he acted with those really magnified glasses the entire way through the film because I would have been tripping over my... They were hilarious. Yeah. They made his eyes look massive. Um, no wonder he's in the loser group. <laughs> Loser's club. Loser's club. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the... Like, I think one of my favourite things about this film is um, not only were the child actors great, but they all had their own kind of story and identity to an extent. I think the weakest one was probably the, the young Jewish lad. Um, yeah. Didn't feel he had as much... No. He didn't stand out as much. I think it's probably because he was a bit of a weaker character. Not not weak as in, like, wasn't well written, but just like he was His a bit character of character was weak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they all had a story, like the the, the girl. Who was the girl called? Well, they've got their fears, haven't they? The girl's name was Beverly. Yeah. Um, and then the, the main boy was called... Bill? Bill, yes. Bill, because yeah, he yeah, had a stutter. Yeah, just started, no. um, that's not as to take the out with Michael, <laughs> should you know. Um, uh, and, yeah, no, they all had decent characters. Yeah, I liked, I liked their fears. Um, so the little Jewish kid was scared of a painting, and so it would reproduce the, the painting's image. That was quite scary. Yeah, it was a creepy painting, wasn't it? it was and I like painting. how the, the creepy music suddenly changed to like a piccolo, and I'm like, piccolos aren't scary, and then realise it's because uh, the monster she was... holds, it, holds a piccolo. Yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, <laughs> I really liked Beverly. So Beverly is just... So she's at that age, she's just starting her period, so she was buying... Um, was it... Tampax for the first time mm. and her big fear was shitloads of blood coming out of the sink which is a <laughs> that was it that was what it was oh I completely didn't get that link yeah oh. so that's, that was her big fear um, well I thought a big fear was a dad yeah that's the real big fear but he was he was already in her life but it didn't need to well that's the other thing about this film is like obviously the mixture of fears wasn't just Loads of childish ones. Like, the, you take the Jewish kid, for example. He was scared of a painting. It's just sort of fairly childish fear. Wussy. Yeah, God. Um, uh, but, um, what was the girl called again? Beverly. I'm so terrible with names. Beverly, uh, her main fear was a father who abused her. Yeah. Not yeah. too much of a spoiler alert. All of the, all of the parents. Um, I wonder if that's a... I've not read the book. But I mm. wonder if in the book it just it, it it's a point that all of the kids are, are harshly treated by their parents. The, uh, yeah. the ill, the, 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 the um, what's it when you think that everything's going to hurt you? It was like Munchausen syndrome, wasn't it? Where his mum. What's his das? What's his das? It's when your um, the parent makes the child ill or makes yeah. the think it's ill to get attention for themselves. Hypochondriac, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So the mother made the kid into a hypochondriac, didn't really need the pills. He he had um, gazebos, as he yeah, put it, instead it. of placebos. That was quite jarring. A very scary point. Well, not a very scary point, but. A dramatic point where he's yeah. having a go at his mum. He yeah. tells a joke. Um, but I like that because it's that sort of mixture again of fear and then a bit of humour. It was a funny film. Yeah, I, I liked the um, I liked the pacing generally. Mm. I did I did feel, I start. I mean, it was quite a long. It felt quite long. Yeah. Um, Do you know why it felt no long rush. though as well? No rush. Because those bastards sat behind us yeah. talking all the way through it. I mean, I did kind of feel like this feels like I can't really feel like when it's going to come to an end. Mm. But also at the same time thinking this is a scary film. When's it going to end? Yeah, yeah. Horror films always struggle to, to end. Yeah. They're always good, good, good up until the end. Mm. And the original It movie was a prime prime uh, culprit. So the, I, I didn't, I've never read the book. The only exposure I've had to the It movie before this one, the original ones, was in university. Um, one of my flatmates, Sarah, was like, oh my God, we've got to watch It. It's the scariest thing 
And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And we all sat around and watched it. And it was the, the TV miniseries. Oh, yeah. Which I think is like eight episodes. It felt like, I think it's about eight hours long. I think it, yeah, I think the story's quite long. Yeah, so it and it was shit. Yeah. It wasn't scary. And it's like, I sat there like, this isn't scary. Yeah. But I, I think this was, this had my heart rate up. Um, it, but what's interesting to me was, scary films often take can take the easy way out and where like they don't really show the monster much and that keeps your mind guessing because your imagination is always going to be far worse than whatever comes on screen yeah, yeah. but in this film you see the clown the entire time like you see it in full full get up you see full body and it's not very hidden a lot of the time yeah um, I still wanted to see him more though yeah yeah not more of him I just wish he was in the movie more mm. yeah I see what you mean um I think it was more about the kids than the clown, if that yeah. makes sense. But he, to... he, he was still scary in his own ways, and it wasn't just like... There were some jump scares, but they mixed it around with some quite psychological ones, and yeah, people just don't like clowns anyway, do they? No. I do think that it kind of fell foul of... The, the jump scares, there were quite a few of them, and they were, they were all pretty similar, in that yeah. the music would build up and build up and build up, you know, like all horror films, and yeah. then there'd be a big release, and then the scary thing whatever it be the mm. the painting or the, the the clown Pennywise would just run towards the camera and I think that happened about maybe three or four times yeah and by the fourth time I was a bit like meh yeah you don't scare me I mean maybe that's a very good technique done by the filmmakers in that by the end of the movie I wasn't scared of it either oh uh, because I was just you know you can't scare me you're you monotonous. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of Bill Skarsgård's Skarsgård's performance? So, it was it was okay. It was good. It's hard to I don't know if it's just because I'm an adult now, but like. Are you? It's uh, twenty eight years old, man. I can pay yeah. taxes and shit. Um, he came across as kind of very childlike. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be like that. Yeah. Well, that's after reading yeah. up on it afterwards. It's it's kind of the thing that he was going for. Yeah. Um, they they say that like in the film <clears throat> they kept him apart from the the child actors so oh, yeah. that when they actually saw him for the first time they would genuinely be afraid and they did and he was in fact there's a scene but I don't remember it where he has to scare a bunch of kids I don't remember that in the film he has to re- scare but I mean it happened throughout the film yeah but like <laughs> just a, a bunch of kids together oh right okay. um, and he genuinely terrified them wow. and felt guilty and had to apologise uh, to him afterwards um yeah, so no, he, he you know he he is scary. Like if I was in the same room as him and he was in his full get up, I would be like really uncomfortable. I can imagine. So yeah, the director's choice yeah, to keep yeah. him apart, I think, is quite. Yeah, quite it would smart, be. I, was just, I just looked over your shoulder and thought, imagine if he was right behind you. That would Don't scare me. Don't say that. Man. <laughs> um, um, I didn't think it was scary enough. The film. Hmm. Maybe it's because we're hard bastards. <laughs> it could have been the um, the talk, the commentary that I had behind me. Yeah, it does completely take out of you when there's just people behind you. That one guy was just trying to make a joke every two yeah, seconds, but not a single one of them was fucking funny. Anyway. Yeah, I think he was trying to flirt with the girl next to him. Or I, I think they were was... together anyway. Oh. But well, why waste all? Your... I don't know. It's uh, just really fucking annoying. Whatever it was, yeah. that's my real fear. If Pennywise was <laughs> going to turn into something, it would be people talking behind me in the so cinema, saying "peak" every time something happens. Oh mate, that's peak. I've never even heard that word before. Peak means bad. It's like they're not bad as in good. Yeah. Bad, bad, not good. Yeah. Or good, bad, not bad. So That's peak is like the opposite of blessed. I think it's blessed. It's blessed bad? Blessed is good. That's blessed. And peak is bad? Peak is bad. Blessed is good. 
Gas is also good. <laughs> this is a big whole another episode of this. <laughs> gas. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I was uncomfortable enough to... I wasn't ever, like, properly frightened, but like I said, I'm an adult now. I'm not going to be as frightened. I'm, yeah, I think the original one really did scare me. I think... Um, but then again, how old were you when you watched the original one? I don't know. My, my brother is a sadist and made me watch it quite young. That's what I was thinking, like, as I said, the power of this movie, partly is down to nostalgia and all these people remembering being absolutely terrified of the original one. And I sat there and thinking... There's a lot of bad parents out there. Like really young kids watch <laughs> oh, this film. I Jesus Christ! To blame, my brother just made me watch. I remember watching Eighteens when I, yeah, still you know needing someone to take me to the loo. I remember um, about twelve getting to watch the Mummy, which was a twelve A when I was nine, and being like, yeah, oh, yeah, buddy. Nobody even checked my ID. <laughs> Not that I had any. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that like people, if kids get exposed to such scary films at such a young age it probably screws them up in a lot of ways I mean I am messed up well I still need someone to take me to the loo um, I don't think he was as I don't think he was as good as Tim Curry no no but I like the way that he said um, Bill Skarsgård who played Pennywise said um, he was a big fan of Tim Curry's original performance in the movie is it Tim Curry or Tom Curry Tim, Tim Curry Tim Curry yeah um, who, who was excellent as that it was super creepy as scary as fuck um so, but he didn't ever want to try and replicate that. He always wanted to try his own, which is why he's a bit more childish in this film. Yeah, he is a bit, a bit fact, more playful, isn't he? The, uh, the the final two actors that came down to for Pennywise was Bill Skarsgård and... Oh, his name's gone. The guy from The Matrix. Agent Smith. Oh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, apparently Hugo Weaving could do creepy really well, but he couldn't do the childish sort of side. I can't imagine him sort of toying with somebody... Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be the same. No. Um, but that would be interesting to see. I'd love to watch some of these um, different actors who get cast. Like mm. Will Smith was going to be Neo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have been. He's bizarre. well. He's now been cast as the genie in the live action remake of Aladdin because Disney can't think of any original fucking ideas anymore. Will Smith. He's going to be the genie. <sighs> That's annoying. <laughs> you never know. I, I can't think no. of anyone else. No, I, I know. Yeah. He's going to be bad. <laughs> it's never going to be as good as the original. When's he going to do a good film again? It's been ages since he's done a good film. I've not watched any of his most recent ones. I've not even seen Focus, I think, was the last. Yeah, that was... Oh, no, Man. Suicide Squad. That was poor. The, the film was poor, but I think he was okay in it. My mum came back and loved that movie. Did she actually? Yeah, she went to the cinema and said, oh, such good character development. And since uh, then, I've, I've never trusted any one of her opinions. <laughs> they're apparently doing a second one, you know. Oh, of course they fucking are. Yeah, and I think they're also thinking about doing, like, um, one with Harley Quinn as a standalone. Uh, yeah. Just, come on, let's have some that, interesting... That movies. horse died about 50 years ago, yet they're still yeah, flogging it, exactly. so... exactly. Okay, uh, so, I thought it was good pacing. Enjoyed it initially. Uh, wanted more Pennywise. Um, Richie's character was annoying. Mm. Uh, Beverly was she's just endearing to watch on screen she's, she's very endearing yeah she's yeah watchable. she's very likable but as I said all, all the, the main cast of boys are even Richie who's supposed to be annoying um, it's still fairly likable yeah yeah you know what's funny about this um, this film originally lined up to be directors was the Duffer Brothers who were they they're the people that directed Stranger Things oh yeah okay. so they were originally lined up to do it but got passed on because they just didn't have any like big names under the belts Oh, okay. uh, but instead of doing that, they went on to do Stranger Things, which is obviously like very similar and an yeah. amazing TV show. And I'm yeah, looking forward yeah. to the second season coming out. 
Halloween, I think it is. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Are they all gonna are gonna release? Are they going to release them all at once again? Like they did last I don't know, but I hope so because I'm gonna binge the shit. Out yeah, of I might take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> or just wait till the weekend. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Wise, wise beyond your years. Yeah. Because oh, I have 28 pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what is your rating? I'm gonna give this a like. I'm not normally a big fan of horror films, and. I don't have the nostalgia factor for the original one. Okay. But the story and the character development and the characters in it were fantastic. I think for a scary film, they made it scary enough in the right ways. I'm probably going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a fair judgment. Um, I think you're right in that they spent a lot of time uh, developing the characters and I think you need to do that in a horror film for you to give a shit about yeah. what's happening to them yeah. um, which a lot of films don't bother doing they just you know send a hot topless girl into the woods and you don't really care when her neck gets chopped in <laughs> it's hard to get decent character development within two hours two and a half hours but they did it I thought it was I yeah this I, movie I, I cared and I was and kids I think they were quite good at conveying fear you know there is a kids when, when you're watching the film I was thinking if I was a kid that would scare the shit out of me. I always well. wonder how they get... how When they film this, how the kids don't end up with psychological problems afterwards. But I always think maybe when there's a camera crew and a director and stuff... Yeah, I imagine it's quite removing. And also... It's like when you film a porno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as sexy when there's... Unless kids you're into that. that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd say it's an enjoyable watch. Uh, nothing memorable. I'd give it a seven. And I, I enjoyed watching... Uh, Hitman's Bodyguard more than I enjoyed watching this Ooh. but I know that film is much worse than this film okay right but I was just in a so, very very sharp pace this morning um, but heart I thought head this, moment. yeah um, I'd give it a 7 I think it's a good film I quite liked it didn't think it was scary enough no I think if you like horror films go watch it and if you're a fan of the original and you have that nostalgia factor you're probably going to really enjoy it I'd quite like to watch this um, not at the cinema on a sofa with the lights um, off with the lights off with somebody sort of clinging to your arm somebody who gets really really worked up with horror films because that sort of gets a bit more exciting yeah and, and nobody talking and kicking the back of my chair cool happy days so if you uh, like the sound of that go watch it yeah go watch it and let us know what you think on our Facebook page uh, so this quiz I'm going to call it It's About Time. I'm going to name four films that all came out in different years. Mm -hmm. They were the highest grossing film of their year. Okay. And you have to tell me which film came out in which order. Right. And for a bonus point... Which was the highest grossing? Yes. Out of all of them. It's Absolutely. like you've told me the rules to this game before. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm totally up for it. Do I have like 60 seconds or something? Or? Um, I'm going to give you f 10 seconds. There's only four. I'm going to ask you... Ten seconds? Well, I'm going to ask you... There's going to be four films. All right. Each... I'm each, trying to remember the name of all four. Each round. Okay. And it's going to be quite a few rounds. Okay. I'll put on some uh, some tense music in the meantime. Yeah, maybe a countdown clock or... A, yeah. I don't know. Some Something that covers up the metal. sound of the squeaky chair the squeaky that you set chair. on. Yeah, no, that's me farting. <laughs> okay, so... A New Hope, Grease, Rocky and Jaws. New Hope, Grease, Rocky, and Jaws. Um, Which film came out first in that list? Grease, Jaws, 
Star Wars Rocky. You didn't get a single one right. <laughs> <laughs> There's four of them, for fuck's sake. So, 95, uh, sorry, 75, Jaws came out. All right. Then Rocky in 76. Star Wars 77. Yep. I'm surprised you didn't get that. Uh, I don't know what, what when the other ones came out, so even though I know when Star Wars comes out, there's no... I'll give you a hint, it's every three years. Okay. <laughs> the first first movie. Uh, and then Greece was... was uh, the most recent, I guess. was 1978. It's set before its time, isn't it? It's, uh, threw me off. God, I love that film. Do you? Hopeless. Yeah, I love it. Love singing along to it. You've got to remember, I'm a, I'm a I'm dram. Let's watch it one time, and we can sing all the words. Yeah, I, I, and then we can watch. I love that hope is like Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so which one of those was the highest? Highest grossing. Ooh, uh, Jaws. No. Wait, wait. Second guess. Yeah. Greece. No, it's, it's, it's Rocky. Rocky. Man, it was Star Wars. No, no I thought the one wasn't like that popular, and then the second one, and then it kind of got popular afterwards. Uh, this. I mean, it, I could be wrong. Internationally, uh, it grossed seven hundred eighty-six million pounds. Uh, dollars. Sorry. What's the time frame for that? Because obviously over the years it probably is. Oh yeah, it'd be massive. I don't know. The, the, product, the, the time that, limit that, that it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That it was on. in theatres. Okay, next four. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Right. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. E.T. and Moonraker. A lot of Steven Spielberg, George uh, Lucas films in there, isn't it? Yeah, they? yeah. Um, kind of Moonraker yeah. first. Uh, followed by... What were the other three? Empire Strikes Back, Indiana Jones and... E.T. E.T. Um, I'm going to put E.T. last. Indiana Jones second and Empire third. Oh, you got two right. Oh. E.T. was last, Moonraker was first, but switch the other two. <sighs> I just told you they came out every three years, the Star Wars films. But I don't know when Indiana Jones came out, so how do I know which one came out first? Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, uh, so who's the highest, which one of those was the highest grossing? Star Wars. Incorrect. It's oh, e- for fuck's sake. E.T. Really? Yeah. Okay. Must have been massive. I thought The Empire Strikes Back was like huge as well. Apparently, it grossed less than A New Hope. Another film about kids, basically. What? Empire Strikes Back. Oh no, no E.T. E. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People just love kids. Films with kids in. Despicable yeah. Me. E.T. E.T. <laughs> it. Yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay, next Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Back to the Future, Top Gun, or Return of the Jedi. I felt like all of those came out in the exact same year. Yeah. I mean, what a great decade for movies, the 80s were. Um, I mean, you're forgetting all the really bad ones. I am, yeah. I mean, these are the, the highest grossing of the decade. Um, what were they again? What were the four? Uh, Return of the Jedi, Temple of Doom, Back to the Future, and Top Gun. Um, what were the second two again? Back to the Future and Top Gun. And the last one was, oh my God. Top Gun. Uh, so the years are 83, 84, 85. No, no, hang on. You're just going to have to read the films out to me because I keep forgetting. So Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Back to the Future and Top Gun. Okay. Um, I'm going to say uh, Indiana Jones first. Then uh, Back to the Future. Followed by Return of the Jedi and Top Gun. Close, but no cigar. No. Uh, Return of the Jedi was first. Then Temple of Doom. Then Back to the Future, then Top Gun. So you got Top Gun right. So basically the order that you read them out in? It was, yeah, the second time. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought you were going to do that as well. And <laughs> oh. uh, so which was the highest grossing? The highest grossing out of those would be in Return of the Jedi, surely. Yes, it was. Yeah, boy. Uh, and which one out of those do you think has the highest Rotten Tomatoes rating? Ooh. Um, 
future. Do you know? It's Back to the Future. It has 96% on Rotten It's a great film, though. It's perfect, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. Mm. Um, okay, let's bring it a bit more recent, shall we? Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, The Dark Knight, Avatar, and Toy Story 3. Oh, that's hard! Yeah. Do you want the years? Do you reckon that'll help you? Yeah. So it's 2007, yeah. 2008, 2009, 2010. What were the films again? It was Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. The Dark Knight. Avatar and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Was that the second one? Pirates. Uh, no, it's the last one. Third. I say the last one. There's been five now. Jeez. The third one. Um, I would say that Dark Knight was last. I think that was 2010. I could be wrong now. Um, wait, no. It feels like Toy Story came out after that. I'm gonna say. Ugh. Oh, this is hard. Um, Pirates first, followed by Dark Knight, Avatar, and Toy Story. Oh my god! Did I get it? You get it, absolutely. <laughs> uh, brilliant. And you know which one grossed the highest out of that, don't you? Avatar? Yeah, I think it's still the highest grossing film ever or something. Really? Yeah. Even with mad. the newest Star Wars film? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's got two more coming out? Oh, damn. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Get out. No way. Uh, this is the story, end of movie now. Toy Story 3 got 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? 99 I think uh, Joss Whedon was a, a writer on the original Toy Story. Every single Toy Story. I say a writer. He was one of like 50 writers on it. There's a lot of writers apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What were you going to say? Um, Toy Story th- Toy Story is the only trilogy where all three are actually above 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Alright, these last last four. Okay. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Okay. Aladdin. Right. Jurassic Park. And the greatest film that has ever been made, Lion King. <laughs> Don't laugh. That's oh, a, God. That's it's, it gets the feels, doesn't it? It really does. You killed your father, Simba. Um, I reckon the first would have been Terminator 2. Then... I'm going to say Aladdin, Lion King, Jurassic Park. Two out of four ain't bad. Uh, Terminator 2, Aladdin, Jurassic Park, Lion King. 91. Again, the order you read them out in. 92. Why am I not picking up on this hint? 93, 94. Uh, So you did all right. You got, I think out of a possible... 50 million points. You got six. No, you didn't. You got eight. Yeah, I mean it was a tough game, but very I think, very tough. I think um, the listeners would have probably done a lot better than I did. Yeah, especially uh, if you just did them the order that you read them out in, they would have just also, got full marks. I just don't. I'd like to challenge you. Yeah. Both with how I dress and. Well, you didn't ask me which one grossed the most. Oh, I'm going to guess because I don't know. I'm going to say Jurassic Park. I I'm going to say Terminator Two. Are you going to Google it now? It was Jurassic Park. It was Jurassic By Park. A long way. What? Yeah. Is that right? No, I said T2, didn't I? You said T2. T2 made 513 million dollars. Mm. Jurassic Park made 1 billion. What? For that for that time as well. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I mean it is a fantastic film. I think that's like Lion King made 987 million. Kids films again. Yeah. Money bags. I think it's just that was um, Steven Spielberg at like his, his peak. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Jurassic, Before he started Jurassic making Jurassic Peak. Oh my god. Peak in a good way, not a bad in way. In a good way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, all right. Well, thanks for the game. I'll, I'll get you back next week. Yeah. Hopefully with electricity. 
Oh, I can't wait. To, where are we connecting these uh, electric devices? Um, Nipples. And if you had to choose a favourite testicle, which one would it be? Probably the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I just All right. like its, you know, little weird shape and smell. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like I can smell it now. Um, anyway, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Moving Us. I've been Josh. I've been Mike. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at forward slash Moving Us with Mike and Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter with the handles at Moving Us. Um, so follow those to find out recent movie news and polls and funny pictures. I like polls. You, you love a good poll, I don't like you? Well. We got a great poll on our website. <laughs> on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Um, uh, and also you can listen to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. You've probably figured out by now because you're listening to it. As well as a book ton of other podcast apps that are out there at the moment as well. Um, so if you can't find us on a podcast, then just a certain podcast app let us know and we'll try and get ourselves on there please 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 um, if you can rate or review us especially if you're on iTunes because that helps us go a lot further than what we're at at the moment and if you can't be asked to rate us just give us five stars and to all our international listeners as we have many um, hello everybody in America thanks for listening hope everybody's okay in the states currently torn apart by storms Thanks for listening. Uh, our listeners in South Africa, sorry for our terrible South African accents in some of the most recent episodes. <laughs> Mike apologises. I will do no such thing. My mm. accent is perfect. Yeah, you, your dad's South African, isn't he? No, he just wants to be. Okay, right. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, thanks for, for listening and tune in for next week. If you like the new format with the new movie news and the multiple reviews, let us know, leave a comment, and if you like it, we'll keep doing it. If you don't, we'll fucking stop, won't we? We'll so. just, yeah, we'll just record them and not, not broadcast them. Yeah, and Probably. if you made it this far into the podcast anyway, congratulations, because I don't think many people will. I don't know, I think it's quite... It's been a journey, this one. It's been a journey. My I'm back's from, sweating. I'm pretty hungover still. <laughs> Probably more hungover than when you started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.